0: hairstylist nail techs and i find a lot of people tell hakeem like how did you build up the courage like how do you overcome you know all of the people talking smack or whatever like how do you do it and for hakeem his answer is always pretty blunt
1: <laughs> like i just do it i just uh, i guess i just never care i guess not, not, not that i don't care but i don't care enough to let someone's opinion when it
0: came to cutting hair and yeah. doing lashes for sure
1: even honestly, not not that I didn't care with, la- la- uh, with lashes, but I think having the experience of working, I, um, I had already had like a, like not faith, oh, how would I say it? Um, confidence? Confidence. Yeah. I had confidence in working on people, which I feel like sometimes that's the scary
0: part. Right. Yeah. Cause that's a question that we get all the time. Like how, like, I think one question that really confuses Hakeem in relation, and this is really what inspired this episode is some girl on his TikTok was like, I'm scared just to start. Like how do I start? Like I've been practicing and practicing. I took a course and all this stuff and Hakim, Oh my God.
1: What a dick. I know he was such
0: an asshole <laughs> to that girl. And I'm, I don't think he meant I'm, it. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, I, you're listening yeah, to this, I, I didn't mean it. I, we made this episode for, for you, you,
0: but multiple people have asked me this question too. Like as a mentor and a trainer, I get asked all the time. Like, Ashley, like I, I'm, I feel confident. My fans look good. Like you're always saying really good stuff about my, um, about my work, but like, why can't I just get out of my head and do it? And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit like Hakeem in the sense of I was doing makeup for years before I did lashes. So I guess I was comfortable working with people's faces, but I, we talked about this earlier. Cause at first he was kind of like, what did you tell that girl?
1: I was like, honestly, that's something within you. You have to just want it and like, just do it. Yeah, it's like, but the thing is, that's not really like a good answer. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't say like, I can't do it for you. You know what I mean? Or yeah.
0: Not. No, it, I felt so bad. I was on the other end of the TikTok and I was like,
1: my thing is, I never really, I never, even afterwards, actually explained to me like, uh, she explained to me like uh some points of view, and I'm like, you know what, you're right. Like I, I did uh, I did have th- things that factored in for uh for my confidence and yeah,
0: because I was I was telling him how like you know when you first first started cutting hair, like I understand that like you know it it became it came easier, but when you first were thinking about cutting someone's hair, like your first model that you had at school, you can't tell me that you weren't a little bit nervous. I'm not saying you weren't excited. You were probably excited too because you were like, I've been practicing on the freaking doll head. But you were nervous too.
1: Especially when you're in front of your peers at school and stuff like that. But sometimes it's
0: hard to take yourself back and remember all the things that you were feeling. And this is why, like I was telling him, I think this is a good podcast episode to make because...
1: Yeah, for sure. A lot of people struggle with that. Just... It and we, is- I
0: mean, we've broken it down. Like we spent some time because at first he was kind of like, what's the podcast going to be about? If we talk about that, like, they just got to do it. Like, What did you say? What was the, the thing you said? Oh, I
1: Honestly, I forgot. The, I just, the
0: TikTok sound?
1: Oh, just quit being a bitch and come on. You There's know what I mean? <laughs> like from, from Friday, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. When, oh yeah.
1: When, when, when Dee was like, come on, just fucking do it. It's, it's
0: like, man, I don't want to get involved with y'all
1: gonna get knocked <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: know but the point is that that was his immediate reaction and i was like hakim i get that you honestly honestly me.
1: my thing was I, I had asked like oh well, any podcast ideas and then yes. she and then she just asked a question and i had already my my i have like a like a ADHD adhd so i forgot that i asked not that i forgot that i asked but i just thought she was asking me a question on live and i was like i mean because her
0: question was like what are some tips for somebody who has been practicing but is, is afraid scared, to get to do scared, the first person? And he immediately start. thought she was asking him, or I understood she wanted us to talk, talk about it on the
1: podcast. Because then I could talk, like I said, a lot of times I don't, I don't see like the big picture. I don't, I don't it's hard for me sometimes to take a step back and like, look pull at, your head out of your yeah, ass. And then look at oh, how did I do it? So sometimes, yeah. like, sometimes I just think I just did it. Like, oh, I, no, just, you I just fucking, mm-hmm. I just fucking woke up one day and I said, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get, it's going to get done. But there it. was
0: layers to it. Yeah, there were sure. steps for, to for, it. For sure. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to tell tell you guys what we feel um, would be most beneficial for you to um, not only like over, like obviously you want to overcome that fear. That's what it is. It all comes down to fear, but we have some things. We wrote them down because this is not just conversational. This is definitely like educational and we really want to give you guys some steps, like what you can do. So the first thing that we feel because both of us kind of like came to terms that we both had those experiences, right? For sure. And uh, for me, it was definitely traveling and doing someone's makeup at their house. Like when they would come to my house, I was like, I don't know, I felt like I was in my own domain, you know? And no one's going to
1: judge me here. No one's...
0: What are you going to do? You know, worst case scenario. But when you're at someone's house and their mom is there and their sisters are watching, it's like the pressure is on. I remember dripping sweat at this girl's house when it was my (laughs) first homecoming girl. I was like, oh my God, you get what's... This is where the first one comes from, is imposter syndrome. Oh,
1: hands So, down.
0: a lot of times, the reason that you're afraid to go for it and just do that new thing now, this may not be your first client as a lash artist that you're afraid of. Maybe it's getting your first student to, when you first teach your course. Maybe it's um, selling products online and you're afraid to even post about it because you don't want to tell people that you're now selling products. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, opening an online store. I don't know, like anything that's new that you would be doing in your business.
1: It always takes a little bit of extra courage to do it's anything. New, it's what,
0: new to you. What does Chula Baby say? Another, another level. Another
1: level, another devil, you exactly. know?
0: Exactly. Like, that's exactly, that. that's really what it is. Like, you're not used to doing this level of work. So, it's going to take new energy and new effort. It's going to take something new that you don't even, you may not know what you have inside of you. And so, when that, when you're first having to be that person, basically, that's like that saying, what is it? Um, show up as the job that you want, not the job that you, you have. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to show up as the boss. You may want to be a boss, but if you don't know how to walk in the room and own the presence of the room, like it can be difficult to do the first time around. So all that really stems from imposter syndrome, really stems from just thinking that you might fail.
1: Just overthinking.
0: Yeah. Well, all of these are overthinking, overthinking. Yeah. But the main emphasis of what you're worried about is that you're afraid that you might fail you might not succeed you might try to teach a course and it sucks ass and then, and then everyone around town finds out that you're the worst trainer that's what you think will happen doesn't mean that's exactly how it's going to go even if you don't slam dunk it like Hakeem always tells I, me, I feel
1: like yeah sometimes we get in our own heads and we think stuff is going to be so much so much like worse. Hate
0: our daughter Oh my God! Our daughter has this. Our daughter has imposter syndrome big time. She's like freaks out when she's gonna try something new or when she doesn't do like the, when she, when she's when not she's the, the do, best. Yeah, when she's
1: doing her homework and for whatever reason she did she did five other problems really fast and there was no problem, but the sixth one is getting to her and
0: then she it just throws her off for the rest of the life. And then her dad tells her, "Hey, why?" She starts getting to the point where she's like trembling and she's like stuttering and she's like, uh, 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 and she can't talk. And Hakeem will tell her like,
1: "What doesn't happen?" Like what's the what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Like, do I always tell her, like, do we do we hit you? Like, do we, we don't hit our yeah, kids. We, don't, well, like, we can
0: count on our hands how many times we've yelled at them, like raised our voice. And we're not saying, not because yeah. like we're perfect parents, but we try really hard to be patient and understanding that their kids, our kids are only ten and four. They're not teenagers or adults. Yeah, you they're know? not
1: they're not like fighting fighting us right now. Like Right, yeah. exactly. So
0: I feel like that's something that we do, and so maybe that's something that like you could do if you feel like you relate to that, and that's the reason that you don't want to start this new thing or whatever it is, and you think you might fail, and you're have so you're having imposter syndrome. It's also called performance anxiety. Um, if you're feeling that, try to level with yourself. What is the worst thing that could happen? Like
1: truly, what's what's really gonna happen if you try it and and you do mess it up, and if you what's really gonna happen? Like are you are you gonna die? Yeah, <laughs>
0: seriously, like you have to do that. That's that's So what we're going to do is we're basically going to go through what are the six like root reasons of why you might be afraid to go forth and like take a leap of faith or take that risk or whatever it is that you're afraid of. Um, and so that's the first one is that you're afraid that you're going to fail. You might fail. And um then the next one is kind of similar to that. Honestly, all of these kind of overlap. They're all kind of overlap. But honestly. each one of us kind of has like a main thing. You might fill four of these, but there's gonna be one that you associate with the most. Yeah. And so the next one that we realize that a lot of people experience and what holds them back is the possibility of ridicule. So not so much that you're afraid to fail because Maybe you don't actually care about failing, but it's that public humiliation. It's the
1: what are people gonna say?
0: Exactly, anyone, right? Like strangers or other lash artists or other trainers or other brand owners, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to do. Maybe like competition. What is the competition? Yeah, it's
1: like say? it's like when everyone like not that everyone does lashes now, but I, like I'm, I know doing lashes became really popular, and everyone I remember everyone was saying, oh, everyone's it was all over Instagram. People were everyone's a lash artist now, like
0: all of our students yeah. were telling us that that people were saying that, and like. So that idea of like, oh, how's everyone going to feel that I'm nu- just another lash yeah, out? So- I mean, that's how I felt when I got pregnant. I was deeply depressed the first time we got pregnant. I was like, great. I am just another 805 baby mama, ghetto homegirl that just got knocked up right out of high school to some guy that she barely knew who's probably going to be out of the picture in a couple months. Like, that's genuinely what I thought. And this I spiraled into a really dark depression. I have to stop going to school because I was so sick. Like, oh, my God, my life is over. I'm going to be a welfare baby mama. Mama. No offense if you're listening to this and you like, you feel like that's you. I'm not targeting you. That's just not something that I wanted for myself. You know, like my parents worked really hard to stay or get out of the drug scene and get out of all that stuff. Like my family made a lot of sacrifices and hard choices to provide me with a life that I would have opportunities. So for me to, to, Oh, and I kind of skipped over Honestly, I skipped down to another one. I wasn't so concerned about what other people would say when it came to my fears. I am going to skip down. Um, but disappointing with my loved ones. I feel like that's a little bit different than what people will think of you, right? Yeah, like different. People shaming, like making fun of you is not so much what I was worried about. I could handle that. I was, I grew up a big girl. I'm like also a very nerdy big girl. So getting made fun of, I'm no stranger to that. But my concern was my parents. My grandmother... My mom and my dad my little cousins who um, we helped raise my, I my yeah, brother I
1: don't want I don't want them to think that their sacrifice was for nothing exactly
0: I, you know with your mom yeah, for sure. same thing like his mom came here she was an um, immigrant came here from Mexico and like worked in the field just like my grandma and you know so many sacrifices were made for us that it's like when you're like the generation of kids who grow up speaking English it's almost like it's your job
1: to do better. It's I mean, like, I mean, you should always try to do better, but it's but, almost, a but it's almost like you know, like that story was. Your mom was like, oh, "I was, I was walking barefoot to we're school through up. the mountains, through a couple rivers,
0: yep. stepping so on no idea,
1: stepping on sharp rocks on the way there." Like you know, and then you think like, "Oh, your life is so cozy." You're supposed to, so it's like, yeah, like you're supposed to. If we're the,
0: we're like their it, legacy, where where they live vicariously through us.
1: Their life, Polly, it, it was it was, was significantly it harder. It was significantly harder, right? And
0: we recognize that, but that's the point. Is like because they sacrificed, they didn't have as much fun. They didn't go as many vacations. They didn't go out to dinner as much as we do. They no. made so many hard sacrifices and like they sacrificed pleasure for us that like the idea of me failing at my business. So it almost made me not want to start all the times that hucking had told me, why don't you just go to beauty school and get your license so that you can be a full-time makeup artist. And I would just be like, That's not a real job. I was repeating what...
1: What your parents would tell you. What
0: other people would tell me. Like, that's not stable. That's not secure. Like, don't go down that route. And at the end of the day, it wasn't me that thought that. My husband was doing it. My husband owned a business. Like, he bought a bar... You know how many barbers have been around? It's one of the oldest professions... It's Ever. not going, it,
1: being a barber is not going anywhere yet. And yet
0: he started a business and then bought a business and is do, was doing just fine and providing for us while I went to college and worked some crappy job. Ew.
1: I had a hair or something. I was like trying to, I felt like, I felt like I had some hair or something right here. I was like, let me get
0: that shit. Oh, I'm going to say emotional it, conversation. It's an ear Booger.
1: It was like bugging me. Oh. I was like, I get this hair out of here
0: anyways um like i had an example right next to me and his mom too his mom was a hairstylist and
1: yeah. so yeah for for me it's a little bit different my, yeah. my family was like the, they
0: encourage like entrepreneurs.
1: entrepreneurship yeah, yeah for sure a bunch of my uncles own businesses from mexico like
0: from down back even back there so yeah. I'm saying, yeah like
1: even my family in mexico owns like businesses and stuff mm-hmm. so for me it wasn't so crazy like the idea of being your own boss wasn't the craziest thing in the world. But for Ashley, her family was big on like being secure, like
0: getting a government
1: job, getting a go- get your 401k, get insured. Not that that's, those no, things are bad. No, you, you should know still I mean?
0: do those, yeah. even as an entrepreneur, by the way.
1: But it's just, um I guess that wasn't like my main, like, no one was pushing me to do that route. Right? Honestly, they were trying
0: to push him to do whatever. he Yeah, wanted. Exactly.
1: my mom actually pushed me to do whatever I wanted. If I wanted would have wanted I mean, to, my
0: parents did too. But whatever you want, uh, you want and within this, these in
1: this bubble right yeah. here. Yeah, you could pick any of these jobs. But anyway. I
0: think a lot of that stems from the fact that they felt they were incapable of doing those things. It's not because they were trying to restrict me. It's because they, my dad can't because,
1: because they wish they could. Yeah.
0: Exactly, my dad can't. He's a two-time convicted felon. Like he cannot get a job at the DMV like I had. He cannot become a school-age teacher. He can't do those things. He could try to become a college professor, but who knows if they'll even hire him at at the collegiate level. So things like that, or my mom, like she had me when she was young. So it's not so much that she couldn't, because her record's completely clean, but in her mind, she couldn't, you know? So that was big for me. And if that's something for you, um, a lot of times, you know, you might feel like you don't have support or you feel like you're in it alone. And- those kind of go hand in hand. And if you feel like that, that's the real reason. So it's not so much that you're afraid, um, to fail, but maybe in this position, you just feel like very alone and you don't want to risk it. Um, another reason why you might be feeling resistance and not wanting to kind of take that leap of faith in yourself might be that you have unrealistic expectations. And this is something I feel like Hakim could talk to you the most about, because I feel like I'm not like that. I have really bad anxiety. I never have unrealistic expectations. I never go into something. Thinking like it's going to be easy or thinking like. I, well,
1: I think that's honestly, that's just the, I feel like the, the era that we're in right now too. Cause yeah. on social I media do. and social media, everyone posts their wins, but they never post like their losses or I do. or like how, mm-hmm. how, it, how hard it was to get there. You know, mm-hmm. when I it's not that I, I, I didn't post it either. the day when I first started, I wasn't the, I was now I'm kind of on social media, but for the longest time, I would never post anything. So like through my struggles, everything, I never, I never, I didn't post my wins. So like, it wasn't so much about like, Hiding not it, hiding anything. it either. You know, it was just, but people don't. and I'm not saying they're doing it maliciously, but it's just that's just not what we're posting. We're so not, when
0: people are trying to start a business, a lot of times they think like, oh, it's oh, easy.
1: Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy this thing and it's just gonna fly off the yeah. shelves. Or I'm i yeah. I'm i am I'm gonna learn how to do lashes in a weekend because everyone's publicizing that if you take the my course, take my course and you're gonna make a hundred thousand a year. And they don't tell you that. Before you make a hundred thousand, you gotta get, you gotta make, you know, ten thousand. You gotta make one thousand. You gotta, you gotta get one person in the in your. How many people have taken
0: our courses and told us like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm on leave from my work for two months, and so I want to quit my job before I have to go back. And I'm looking at them like it takes, it takes, girl, yeah, it takes how much this. do you make at your job? You, you know, maybe you should make us a side hustle first, you know, yeah, for sure. but they have these unrealistic expectations. And I'm not saying
1: that you can't do it, but you have to understand that there's like, there's going to be uh, to get there. A lot of effort. A lot of effort. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not like how social media mm-hmm. portrays it to be that, like I guess it's like you do a little quick course and you, you blow up the next week.
0: No, yeah. it's definitely not like that. I mean, I
1: and, don't and, know and, anyone and, like and, that. And anything, not just in lashes. I'm talking no, about like, I didn't learn how to cut hair overnight. I didn't go to barber school. I think TikTok. a lot of
0: people think you blew up overnight because of TikTok, but even then, you had already been lashing for like a year before you even got on TikTok, yeah. and you had perfected the classic lashing before you even got there. Yeah. So that's sure. like a whole thing people don't realize either. A lot of girls are now teaching their husbands yeah, how to lash.
1: Because even back then, I, I had like they said like the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where I, where I didn't want to post because I didn't I didn't want people to make fun of me if I make an ugly. So that's set. yeah exactly. You Hakeem I mean?
0: thought he never had none of this, but he did too.
1: Yeah, everybody. I mean, like I said, it, sometimes you gotta. Just just take a, a step back and realize that that you don't know everything and even though i might think sometimes like oh, i didn't i didn't deal with that but then i gotta remember i did i have
0: i have you those don't know
1: i mean i know a lot guys <laughs> I, know, I know a lot but
0: well you got me pregnant after only three months yes. so you must have knew that i was gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So the next one that we have is that you're already super busy. Another thing that might be holding you back from like really like just diving in and giving it your all, whatever it is, right. You're listening to this. You've gotten this far into this episode. You, there is something that you are holding out on something that you haven't allowed yourself to take a risk in. And it might be because you're already really busy. Maybe it's a second business or maybe it's an additional form of money. Maybe it's, I don't know, something else. But it might be because you already have, you know, a job and so already busy. A,
1: a decent amount of income coming in that, exactly. that it makes it makes you pretty comfortable. So it's kind of hard to like take the foot off the first one because it's understandable. Or you have a
0: day job that's oh, yeah. keeping you alive. And so you're like, yeah, I want to start making... Jewelry, right? I want to start doing waist beads or whatever it is that you're passionate about. Maybe like you have that already, but you're like, but I haven't poured all my all into it yet because I'm already really busy. Right. And I get that. I totally get that. And I think like one thing Hakeem talks about a lot is that just is really you just staying in your comfort zone. Like you don't want to get uncomfortable and that's okay to feel that way. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard. It, it's
1: hard. Like I was comfortable for a long time with the part. We are even yeah. with our
0: gaining weight. Yeah. I mean, we struggle with that big time, just getting into working out and eating healthier and sticking to it. So everyone goes through that to some capacity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Being comfortable. It's, it's hard. Like it's so hard to, to just be like, oh, I'm today's gonna, the day. Today's the day.
0: I'm not going back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, there, there's, it,
1: there's gonna be a moment that it does happen, though. Like, yes. what's that's gonna break? That's gonna be like the breaking point that you're like, yes. If I keep on going in this what, tra- trajectory, yeah,
0: that, yes. To, actually actually, actually,
1: actually always corrects me when I when I try to use big words. So
0: it's because <laughs> he uses a big word and he uses like he says it right, but he uses it in the wrong way.
1: But you guys understand me. You yeah. guys, don't yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, <laughs> okay. so Keep going. If you like there's the, a the point, point, yeah,
1: that you realize that if you keep on going and and in, in five years people that are in the same boat as you they're gonna be there and then you're you're not and then yep. it's the thought that you then i guess that that's the moment that kind of like i said I, not
0: like rock bottom but, but just... it's
1: like but it just clicks for you like damn mm-hmm. like it might is this really what i want to do like because time i know time i know i know time flies because my oldest daughter is 10 years old now i am
0: and a half
1: yeah and it's crazy like i said uh like Ashley said, I got her pregnant after three months and look at me now like with the 10-year-old. So Yeah, it time, time, back time, back. Yeah, so people...
0: And if you're not happy or you want more. See, this is a common misconception, I feel like. You lot, don't always
1: need more or have to do more. Exactly. If you're happy with your hair, that's perfect. Like, that's good. Like, but what I was
0: going to say is that, like, a lot of people think that by leaving your job or starting a new job or starting a side hustle or whatever, like, that that means that you're not happy or you're not grateful with what you have going on. And that's not necessarily what it means. Maybe you just want something more fulfilling. Maybe your job where you are right now already makes good money, but you want to start doing hair or nails or whatever because you, you want to feel good about what you do. You don't
1: feel challenged at work. You're pushing a couple yeah. buttons a, a day and you're like... And
0: it's like already, what does it called? Um It's
1: like an muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. it's literally like
0: autopilot and that's not fulfilling humans are not meant to like just do the same thing day in and day out we're meant to be challenged we're meant to be creative and all that so i think like if if you're comfortable where you are that's going to be also what do they say comfort is the,
1: the enemy of success
0: right? exactly so if you want to be successful in this new career or whatever it is you're gonna have to get uncomfortable and be okay with that and so um the last one is that you're antisocial. And this one I feel like is a little bit more unique than the others, but it is also a form of fear, right? Antisocial has a lot to do with being afraid of social environments. And so a lot of people don't want to get into a new business because they know they're going to have to market themselves. They yeah, know that any, they're going to to.
1: Have- any business, you have to kind of get antisocial to some extent. I'm not saying you have to go out and. You have to get social. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you have to get social. <laughs> what do I you mean?
1: Sorry guys, sorry. But exactly. yeah, you have to get you have to you're definitely have to get social on any business that you're doing. I guess you don't have, you don't have to be like like me and make TikTok videos, but you definitely and You don't have
0: to like be like me and walk up to random people and just start conversations. But, but you do
1: have to But notice
0: you're here listening to us. I mean, real real talk, like you're listening to us for a reason. And so even though yes, you don't have to do those things they work,
1: but they will catapult your business. Exactly.
0: So that's where like, where a lot of people say, well, I'm not social. I feel like I can never do hair because I'm not social. Whenever I've gone to the hair salon, the girls are always talking and, and gossiping and all this stuff. And that's just not my vibe. Um, then I feel like at the end of the day, that what that comes down to is you just not wanting to change who you are. And that's okay too. That's something that is totally okay. You'd be surprised how many People come to me for lashes, and they make it very clear, like so, like subliminally, that they don't want to talk, they don't want to chat, they don't want to tell me about their lives. They, they want to take
1: a nap. They yes, just wanna they want to come. come. They
0: sm- usually they smell like weed, okay. and they just fall asleep and I know that, okay, this is not a chatty girl. She just wants to be left alone. Perfect. I love those clients. Yeah, me too. I love those, I love those clients because they make my job way easier. I'm done way faster, but just be aware that just because you feel like maybe you're not as social as the other girls online doesn't mean you can't be successful at that business. You just got to find your way. You have to figure out what customers, what clients want to buy from somebody like you.
1: They want to just come and hang out and just silence. There something. are people
0: like that. Yeah, for there sure. Are, yeah. Um, so as you can see, these are six different things that we feel like would be the, the main causes for why you would be like nervous, scared or just a little bit insecure or whatever to get like take that leap of faith in yourself. And we just kind of wanted to break it down so you can see that, you know, maybe you relate with all of them. Maybe you kind of connect with every single one of them and that's OK, but it's just important to really like identify what your cause is. Maybe there's a main one or a main two. Because the truth is, you're gonna have to deal with those. That's the reality.
1: Yeah, there's no getting around it. You're gonna have to to get through it.
0: Yeah, you're gonna. The only way to it is through it, right? Yeah, for sure. So the that's the truth. Like you're gonna have to just sit down and like listen to this all over again and be like, okay, what are the main reasons why I haven't, you know, taken that leap? And once you identify that, you figure out which one of those you associate with the most. You know, being uh, afraid of failure, or maybe it's the ridicule. You have way too high expectations for yourself um, or maybe you're afraid of disappointing your family and friends. You're super busy or you're antisocial, whatever, which one of those it is. Maybe it's a different one. If you feel like it's something totally different, we would love for you to comment below this or leave a review on the podcast page so that we can find out because we don't know everything. This is just something that we came up with that we feel like we've heard people talk about in the past. And uh, we try to break it down a little bit so you can kind of get a clearer picture. Our goal, our hope for this was that you you identify yourself with one of those and then you're able to realize like, oh, I'm not incapable. I'm not a degenerate. I'm just thinking, overthinking, you know, and you're creating scenarios in your mind that haven't even happened yet. You're making yourself sick and you're holding yourself back. And that's the main key thing that we want to stress here is that like, You think that you're protecting yourself and being responsible or being, like, um, I don't know, selfless or whatever by, by like, not doing. But at the end of the day, like, maybe you're, like, thinking, oh, uh, once it's perfect, once I'm ready, right?
1: Nothing's ever perfect.
0: But nothing's ever perfect. And you're literally just hurting yourself and hurting your growth. And not only that, but, like, you know how much it sucks to, like, have started practicing something and then gotten really good at it but then never took the leap and then you see somebody else just kind of go for it and yeah
1: trust me like i said i, I remember uh, my uh my one of my cousins He started cutting hair and he wasn't the best but at least i'll give him one thing i would give him is that he had all the confidence in the world after he finished barber school he's like he i got it cuts. and he would get cuts yeah just on the basis on his confidence because he's be like yeah i got you like oh best haircuts coming up it was just funny like i said because that's what it was he was just, he would pump himself up you know mm-hmm. like even though he wasn't like the best but the, he did improve and he improved fast because he never he never shied away from a haircut exactly he just and once he was it like once he was in it he was like i'm not saying every, there was every, a
0: girl in my beauty school um that was sitting like at the front of the class and like she sat at the front i think because she genuinely wanted to like do a good job and learn a lot. And like, you know, she, she really had a passion for for aesthetics. And I swear to you, I'm not exaggerating this girl. Okay. You're supposed to have like a certain amount of points. Most of you in here probably went to beauty school. The way it works, you're supposed to get points. You get points, a certain amount of points for facials, a certain amount of points for waxing, a certain amount of points for uh, makeup. And in order to get all your hours and pass state board and all that, you have to have a certain amount of points in each one. Right. Um, and so I was just thinking about how I basically faked all my points because all I did was makeup and lashes the whole time. I literally never did any facials. Um, but anyways, this girl would practice on her doll head. You can get points for practicing on your doll head, by the way. Like you, it's still points because you're practicing. She would literally sit and practice on her doll head doing facials, like never on people. And she'd be like, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be perfect. Like I'm going to have the perfect massage. I'm going to memorize effleurage and you know, all these different like maneuvers that she, w- and I remember like looking at her and be like, okay, well I'm going downstairs to go do some girl's lashes. <laughs> and she would be like, Ashley, you haven't mastered this. You haven't mastered that. And I'm, and I remember you're, looking at her and being like,
1: be like, how are you going to get to be the master? It's a, uh, it's like a, when uh, people are like uh trying to get like a new job. I remember I seen like the postings like for like a semi drivers or something like, you need to be uh, have years mm-hmm. of experience to get this position. How
0: am I gonna have years how, of experience? experience?
1: Yeah, like how- Well, this
0: girl, like she did, she and then she was like practicing for state board and all this stuff. And guess what? She still works at Petco, like till this day. What is it like almost six years later? Like she works at Petco still, and that's no shade by the yeah. way. No shame in working at Petco. I'm just saying that like she never even took her. She got her license. But she never did anything with it, probably because by the time she was out of beauty school, she hadn't worked on any real people. So when she wanted to get paying clients, they were probably like, What experience do you have? Like you said, you know? Whereas me, I was like, F it, forty bucks. What's up? The like
1: <laughs> okay, guys. When you start, it's not gonna be great. No. But every single time, even if it's ten percent or five percent better, two percent, even yes. if it's just one or two percent better every single time, the more the more you do it, the yep. better you're gonna you're gonna get to a hundred percent. Oh, a lot quicker
0: that. there's that saying that girl from thousand lashes i forgot her name i don't want to butcher her name but thousand lashes when i first started doing lashes i remember i sucked so bad because my course everyone so everyone
1: sucks in the beginning at every and i remember
0: her making a like i remember telling him i don't think i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna be classic i'm not gonna do volume i suck at it but then i saw other girls that were in my class doing volume and like being really good at it and i remember thinking like how the heck are they getting good so fast? And I remember this this video that came up from Thousand Lashes. She was like, she said she heard it from someone else. Basically, in a nutshell, there's a cup, right? There's a cup. And in the cup, um, everybody has a cup. And the way that you, a lot of people think that the, re, the way you get, become a master at something is you fill it up with successes, like one win, two win, three wins. Right. But it's actually not true. The, re, the way you become successful, the way you become a master at something is by filling it up with failures. And that was like, blow my mind. Like, what do you mean blow it up with failures? And she says that. The more failures you put, it's a numbers game. So the more failures you have, the more successes you're going to have too. And the more, but if you're so worried about only putting successes in your cup, you're never going to fill up your cup. So she's like, you're never going to get that good because you're so worried about it being good that you're not going to do it. But while meanwhile, the girl who keeps failing 20 times is also going to succeed five times, but you're only going to succeed once out of the two And
1: eventually the they tilt like yes. the, the the failures
0: go past the success yeah. or the, the success is past the exactly. Failures. Yeah. But it's, but you have to start there. And so you learn a lot quicker by doing than you do by watching or thinking, you don't get good at something by thinking about it. Let me tell you. Yeah, no. So I feel like that was really big for me. Um, and so again, it's just costing you to wait. It's costing you. And that's what happened. These girls got way better at volume than I did. And I was actually practicing with somebody who teaches courses and yet they got quicker than me. And that's when I was finally like, you know what, I'm going to figure it out. I don't care if I suck. So I started out, fun fact, when I first started doing volume, I started by just doing two fans on somebody. Like I wouldn't even tell them they were getting classic and wherever they had like a little sparse area or a gap, I'd put one fan and then one fan on the other eye in the same area. And then the next time I do two more, and the next time three more. And before you know it, they're like, my lashes are so full. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're basically hybrid at this point. And that's how I started. But I I didn't – yeah, I didn't go balls in and just – Start doing volume I did baby steps but, like, but people my, don't want to wait yeah,
1: you want you got to get three percent better every yes. time you don't get a hundred percent you don't get 50 percent better overnight it's yeah. like little like little by little yeah people are people are in this race like I said it's mm-hmm. I don't blame you guys so much that at the end of the day like I said it's the it's the, uh, the era we live in with social media and everyone you see people blowing up overnight but like i said i actually said earlier you i didn't hop on social media until i even felt comfortable with the sets i was doing so you guys didn't even know i had already been practicing before i hopped up i yep. didn't just you know what i mean like so of course it seems that it just everyone's just good overnight they just took a course and like no. no it takes work everybody everybody's putting in work that's everyone that's good at least Everyone. Yeah. They didn't. Just... And
0: probably what those people did, more than likely, is they weighed things out, and that's something that we recommend, and we you know encourage you guys to do too. If you are still are like, okay, I realize what's wrong, I realize what my problem is, I know that I need to just do it already, but like, how can I? Um, logistically, how can I like make it make sense? Right? How can I convince myself? You basically literally need to convince yourself. But how do you do that? Something that's very tactical in a real way that you could do that is write it down, write a list. Make a, I know it sounds so cheesy, but it could work. Like maybe obviously just convincing yourself in your head. Is it working? working? So you might as well try something. If this sounds cheesy and it sounds really woo woo, I'm sorry, but clearly you're listening to this podcast because you're struggling with taking a leap of faith in something. Maybe it's raising your prices. Maybe that's what it is for you. Maybe you already are doing services and you already have a business, but you are afraid to raise your prices. But you're super booked already, and you know, like you have the proof is in the pudding that you're capable, but you just haven't done it yet. Right, weigh out the pros and cons. You know, maybe you don't want to work weekends anymore. Maybe you're tired of working weekends, and you already busy, but you're afraid that if you stop working weekends, you're gonna lose all your clients, and no one's gonna come to you, right? So weigh out your pros and cons, and figure out like by continuing to do things the way that I am, what are the good things, right? What are some of the good things? You're probably not going to find a ton but what are some of the good things and then what are some of the bad things like what are you risking what are you losing what are you sacrificing by continuing to stay in the space that you're in today and then make a whole separate list doing the same thing for if you were to do the thing that it is that you want to do what would be the good things what would be the pros what would be the benefits of you doing that my guess is a lot the fact that you want to do it there's probably a lot of pros and then also do the cons. Like, what are the things you're afraid of? What are the possible, like Hakeem said, what's the worst that could happen? And when you weigh those out, if the goods of the possible thing and the bads of the your current life outweigh the opposites, like, you, you should be able to freaking convince yourself. It's like in plain writing and piece of paper. Like, you should be able to, I think. That's, we've done that before. We've weighed out the, pro. when we first decided that Hakeem was going to not work and I was going to work, we, we weighed it out. We were like, how much money can I make? How much money can you make? You know, what is my schedule like? What is your schedule like? You know, we weighed it out. We've done this with bills with too. Everything, yeah, with We've work. done this so many times, like written it out. Like, okay, is it better if you do this or I do this? And we weigh it out because sometimes it's hard when you have all these thoughts all in your mind and you're like. I don't know, It's just too much to process. You're overwhelmed, basically. You're overwhelmed. There's something
1: about seeing it on a piece of paper. Like it kind makes of, it real. Yeah.
0: yeah, it really makes it real. So that's something that we've done a bunch of times. Even when it comes down to like deciding who's going to do what in the company, in the business. like We've had to sit down and be like, well, what can you do and what can I do? And then weigh things out. It's like, okay, you know what? I, my load is still a lot larger than yours. Can you find any of these that maybe you could learn how to do? Like you, Sometimes you just have to. Otherwise we're going to end up divorced. Like, you know, we, we have to do things like that too, till this day. So don't feel like it's silly or you're like, Oh my God, I feel like a little kid. Like this is real shit. Like you have to think about stuff, especially when you're like your income and your, your family's lives depend on it. Sometimes you need to just like, you know, write it down. That's something that I could definitely say. Um, One thing that Hakeem talks about a lot if you're feeling this, if you're feeling like this overthinking where it's like holding you up, causing resistance and preventing you from doing something. Hakim always talks about like your circle, right? Like who's around you. Yeah, and- for
1: sure. That definitely has something to do with it. Like if you have people that are encouraging you and supporting you, like some people, sometimes like, my own friends were put would push me to like cut like i remember when i first started cutting hair my nephew was like just cut me up i don't care if it, if you if you fuck it up like you sometimes you need people around you that are like it helps that oh, he was broke yeah but uh, yeah for sure no yeah <laughs> whoever that the point is you i'm sure you don't have, be, you can't be picky yeah i'm sure i'm sure there, there has to be someone in your life that want that is is betting on you doing this because they want to go to you and those people honestly they support you a lot like some like i said some of my uh my oldest friends. Uh, I would just post a just cut kind of the other day. Nestor. He um he actually went with me to my. He actually drove me to state board. He wanted in me, LA,
0: an hour away. He would
1: let me cut him up. Like he actually like he he really wanted me to be a barber. Like he wanted. And
0: him. through all the schedule changes, location changes. I mean, I'm not cutting here anymore. I am cutting here. I'm at the shop. I'm at my house. I'm traveling to like through all the changes of Hakeem's business. Like Nestor has been there, and is Nestor your favorite client?
1: he's probably he's probably not my favorite client
0: (laughs) and that's the point though my point in saying that was not to make fun of Nestor or make fun of Hakeem. my point was that sometimes the people that are going to give you a chance and they're going to support you and push you and and be just nice are not always going to be your favorite clients they're not always going to have the easiest hair to cut or the easiest lashes to do they're not always going to have a ton of followers they're not always going to be super active on social media, they may not take care of their lashes. Like, you know what I mean? Like they may not be the perfect client and that's where the whole unrealistic expectations comes in. You can't think that, well, I want my friend that has 20,000 followers and goes live all the time to let me do her lashes. She might not because she already has some order or she doesn't want to be your guinea pig, you know? But that's okay. Like you got to be okay with taking what you get to take, be honest yeah, for
1: sure take what you get anyway i guess anyone that's supportive like mm-hmm. that's, they're
0: there they're there I, I don't care if you are an only child i mean Hakim is, doesn't even have parents you know what i mean Hakim? not to put your, all yeah. your business out there but i'm just saying like you don't exactly have a huge support, family support that lives here yeah you know his brothers and sisters are yeah, all, all over the all, place all my
1: pretty much all my friends like all oh, my uh, my best friends like from high oh, school high school
0: year
1: high uh, they uh they
0: helped you build your they business. were they were
1: a big part of it yeah because they let me mess up their haircut so many times like i said but they were supportive because they want they wanted they wanted it to go to a friend to get their haircut exactly. so now that, that, they, they saw a big picture too they're like if i could go to anyone to hang out with during the week i want to go to hakeem mm-hmm. so it, it benefited them that i would get good too mm-hmm. so they were okay with me messing them up and so people and are,
0: luckily for you his hair and so like comes right off like i mean it grows it grows back Like like lashes, lashes. It shouldn't be that hard to find a couple people to practice on because they come right off. Now you may have to work for free or next to free. If you're doing
1: like tattoos, I guess it might be a little harder because tattoos are
0: permanent, or you know. If you're doing tattoos or permanent makeup or something, try to do people out of town, not locally, because you don't want your work living on. But yeah, I feel like there are people, and I think like what it comes down to is people are afraid to ask. A lot of times and that's something that you just got to find a way to overcome because again it brings you back to the you know is this where you want to stay is this the life you want to continue to live you know
1: for sure honestly if you could do free work in anything i would say do the free work because then the expectations aren't high yeah expectations aren't high and it builds the confidence it's hard to charge it's hard to charge for something when you don't have confidence in your work so doing the free work builds your confidence to be able to charge for for a service so i feel like Not, I agree for
0: sure. I'm not saying that you're not worth it. I know all these coaches say charge your worth, don't do free work, and like I get that philosophy. I do. I'm not trying to bash those people, but I also want to say that if you don't have the confidence to charge, that's probably why you haven't charged. It's not because you're not good. It's not because you don't even want to practice. It's because. You don't know if you are confident in your work enough to charge. So then don't.
1: So then don't. Yeah. So then don't get your get your practice and everybody. I I did free haircuts for a while. I did even when I first started lashing, I was I was accepting tips, but it was free. I was like, you know what? Just I was telling my friends, sisters, girlfriends, everyone. I I
0: still do free work.
1: Yeah, for sure. Fun
0: fact: My full sets start at two hundred and fifty dollars. My fills start at hundred and thirty dollars. And I still occasionally will take someone for free. If there's a style that I want to do and I want to show off my skills or I want to show off a new product that we sell or whatever it is that may be like, I'll literally DM someone. I won't post it on Instagram saying, Hey, looking for a free model. That's a big mistake by the way. I, I look, I reach out to somebody specifically and say, Hey, like I love your eye color or whatever. I love your face structure. I would love to do this specific style on you. Would you be interested? And I, you know, in exchange for me to take photos and videos. And that's what I do. Like, I still do that till this day. So if you think like, oh, I can't work for free, then that might be part of the problem. That too. might be part of the
1: problem, too. Everyone, um, everything, everything takes time, like I said, and and hard work. And it, it's hard. I know. It's, that's I, not
0: what you want to hear. It,
1: and it's not, it's not going to be, like I said, you don't just take a course and start charging the big bucks. You have mm-hmm. to get there and building the confidence is it's going to help a lot with doing the free work
0: yeah having the confidence it's really what all of these come back to though all of these things the you know being afraid of failure afraid of ridicule of you know too high of expectations all that stuff stems from being insecure but if
1: you're doing the, like i said but it's the expectations aren't as high if you're the, the work is free so it kind of, it's kind of like a weight off your shoulders well when as if you're charging uh, even if you're just charging 100 bucks for a set, a set of lashes mm-hmm.
0: like you the, pre- the pressure's gonna
1: be on you it's I remember.
0: Well, especially if you never made that much money, even a hundred dollars for a full set, let's say hypothetically, it takes you four hours to do a full set when you first start, right. If, when you're first getting comfortable, if it takes you four hours to do a full set and you get a hundred bucks and let's say they tip you 120, you can give or take guess They'll probably give you like 20 bucks. Not always, not saying you should expect it, but it's common. So at four hours for $120, that's $30 an hour that you're making, Right. If you're coming from a job that was minimum wage, 11 here in California, 12 bucks an hour to now $30 an hour, of course you're going to have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Of course, you've never made that much money. You don't even know if your work is exactly. worth that much money because the only amount that any government every any agency, any business has ever told you that you were worth, your time was worth $12 an hour to them. So of course you're afraid. So it's okay that you're afraid. It's okay that you're insecure. But remember, you're just gonna stay where you are then you know
1: the growth happens in like the free work i feel like i think so too like that's where like a lot of like the real growth happens like that's the sacrifice it's like when kobe said like everyone wants to get the championship but no one wants to come into the gym and put in the work it's not kobe was practicing after practice he would you they get paid to go to practice and he was still before and yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you they have a set practice that they had to go to but he was still overtime practicing it before and after, yep. so it's in the free work. It was it's, there before it's, it's, anyone, it's,
0: and thereafter, all, all
1: the real growth happens when no one's paying you for it, mm-hmm. because that's when you. Know, when we had that's, that's when you know you're making it. When really we had the
0: salon, it. I would, I would, we the salon opened at ten, and I got there every day at about seven forty-five. After I dropped the kids off at school, I'd get there at seven forty-five, and then I would make notes for all the staff what they needed to do the girls would get there take their clients leave and i was still there working until nine o'clock at night 10 o'clock filming at night because that's when the salon was closed like i was there working 12 hours minimum a day and very her, often and
1: she wasn't getting she wasn't i'm not saying it didn't pay out in the long run but i'm saying in that in that moment that was that's like free like I said it's like free work All it was work, free work yeah.
0: yeah it is this is free work one day, you know, someone's gonna pay us to advertise their business on our podcast. One day, um, you know, we're gonna get paid from this, but today we're not, and that's okay.
1: That's okay. Girls. You have to
0: be okay with that. And sometimes it means filming at nine o'clock at night when your after your kids go to bed. Like some, it's not always as glamorous as you know. Sometimes it means no longer taking clients in our home and re removing things around and creating and turning your downstairs studio, flash studio, into a podcast room. Yeah. Sometimes it means like cutting back in certain areas so that you can, you know, invest is really just investing. And I think hopefully you got, you know, you connected with some of the stuff we're talking about. We could talk about this honestly all day, but I hope that you connected and you, you know, you found yourself in at least one of those and you're able to take some of the actionable, um, the actionable tasks that we gave you and run with it. And if you do definitely let us know because we really want you guys to get started with whatever it is that you're trying to you know do if you have other ideas for episodes or anything please comment them below. yes comment them below and now that this is on youtube subscribe to our channel um if you aren't already and um we're we're so grateful yeah
1: we really are we're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna put out one a week but at least one but we're we're gonna gonna, try to we're gonna shoot for two guarantee
0: one but we're going to shoot for two, and we want you guys to hold us to it. Comment below if you like, don't see one. Like, where are you
1: guys at? Yes, <laughs>
0: please. We appreciate that because sometimes Is everywhere – right now. You have to understand, we're talking to a screen that has like a camera. Sometimes
1: people holding you accountable really makes you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so right now it's just us, yeah. you know. And like when you first leave high school and you go to college, and like and the te- the so professor don't, literally don't doesn't care? care if you show up. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's kinda why how it feels for us.
1: That's why I dropped out of college because no one cared. I, like, no, 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 no,
0: no. I care. I signed up. I had you sign up for class with me. Okay, but the teacher didn't care. Yeah, the that's the that's care. why I wanted. To I care. care. <laughs> so, anyways, um, thank you guys again, and hopefully we'll be able to see you guys, you know, in real life pretty soon. We have a a few things coming up. We're gonna be in um, Austin in April, for right?
1: Lash, Austin for Lash, Lash Boss Summit.
0: Yes, Lash Boss Summit. Hakeem and I will be speaking at Lash Boss Summit, um, and then. Um, I'll be speaking at LashCon in October and we'll be a sponsor for that. So hopefully you guys get to see us there and where else? Oh, uh, we're going to be attending LashFest in in July. Yeah. So we have a lot of fun stuff going on. I'm also going, I'll be speaking at um, the Lash convention in uh, Washington, DC with uh, BLB Sherlin as well as in Houston, Texas in August which is going to be uh, hosted with a wicked business experience by Wednesday. So, hopefully, um, in the near future, I'll get to see you. I'm also going to be attending Mish, it, Mish Aesthetics um, training the trainer course in um, Long Beach, I think, or Anaheim. I don't know. Long I, don't Beach. know. I think it's Long Beach. As well as uh, Riona sh- uh, She Trademarks is having a. Um, vision board manifestation networking event in January. I'm excited about that.
1: As you guys can tell, Ashley's very busy. Very busy.
0: Yes. So I'll be traveling a lot. So no matter where you are in the world, I should be, you know, I think I'm thinking of, I might be planning a group lash course in Florida, um, in, um, East Florida, no West Florida, West Florida. So not like Miami, the other side, um, hopefully in the summer, but we'll see. So, Anyways, yeah, those, that's what we've got going on. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this and uh, you got something out of it. This is probably our last episode of the year, so thank you guys so much. We thank had so we, we had made so many connections this year from the podcast, and we've gotten so much good feedback. That's really what pushed us to start filming of the podcast. And honestly, like we would not be doing this if you guys weren't giving us such good feedback. I mean,
1: yeah, for sure. I know I needed it. I needed someone to tell us to tell yeah for sure because
0: sometimes hakeem hakeem is not a plant the seed and like watch it grow person he's a very impatient person so he doesn't feel like he's like if i don't
1: feel like i'm getting it right now i don't know if i want to do it. do it i'm yeah. very
0: patient i'm like it'll it'll come around but yeah so thank you guys those of you who reached out again we really appreciate every comment every review if you could share this to your social media link it we would really really appreciate it i guess thank you so much everyone till next time